Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. Hey, we're glad that you're here and uh, been making this mostly about wisdom for family, wisdom for children lately. Uh, I see that's a big need and very important and want to be able to help you with that. If you want to uh, go to the goodkidquiz.com, take a little quiz. You can see where you're at, where your children are at, and uh, what uh, we can do to help. So would love to. This morning, um, or today's subject, it's not this morning for me right now, I don't know when you're listening to it, but uh, can siblings get along? How can siblings get along? Um, Really is a big deal. We have had through the years and so many questions about that from other people, and we've heard so many times, brothers and sisters, just fight like cats and dogs. Fight like cats and dogs. And so many times, parents just give in. and That's just the way that it is. Cats and dogs just fight. Well, have you ever seen a cat and a dog that got along together? (laughs) Absolutely. And they can get along. Can brothers and sisters get along? Absolutely. They can get along. And we worked hard at that. Um, I'm recording this on a sunny afternoon on the way home from church today. My wife and I are talking about our kids. We do that often. And talking about just how close they were. Uh, One of them just went off to college, Cameron. And uh, and Janessa, you know, brother, sister, she's not that close. And and, uh, you didn't think. And years ago, they had little conflict problems. We had to work through and help them. He was in college. He called her the other night, and they talked for two hours. Brother and sister talked for two hours. (laughs) How did that happen? How come? They're close. They're very close. Uh, and when uh, Carson went off to college, and that's the tears and hug and missed him and still does. And, and that's close. How do you have that? How do you create that? Um, we have two older girls, Sarah and Alyssa, and they're best friends. And they've been their whole life. Um, uh, our next two boys, uh, Jonathan and Mark, they're best friends. Um, and they have been for life. And, um, and so many times we have it that way and we've worked hard for that. Uh, now our oldest son was David and then he had two sisters. So he's one of the, you know, he just turned out real sissified and, you know, cause he had two sisters. No, just kidding. By the way, I'm probably gonna get in trouble. Uh, some of my kids, uh, listen to my podcast. So they'll be upset at this. David is the farthest thing from sissy, uh, in the world. He's Mr. Outdoors and survivor and hunter and fisher and, uh, and all that. But, um, and it's probably, He's, he's trying to get away from the time where his sisters made him play dolls because that's all there was. Like, okay, two girls, you want to play? You got to play our dolls. So, uh, but it, it's fun, even when they were little, how the, how he played dolls. You know, it was go conquer the other dolls. You know, but uh, anyway, we have been so blessed, and our kids aren't perfect, and and I'm sure all their relationships aren't perfect, but we have worked hard on that, and we have very strong friendships with the siblings, and I believe it can be done. The Bible says in Proverbs seventeen seventeen, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A really interesting verse. So which way is it? A friend loveth at all time. Pretty simple. A friend loves all the time. Okay, all the time. That friend is going to love, a true friend. And a brother is born for adversity. So is he born in order to give adversity? Or is he born in order to help you when there's adversity? Meaning the friend, eh, they're there all the time. But when you really have adversity, that's when the brother is there. He shows up for that. And by the way, it can be either. When you look to define something like that, you go to the Bible. And you see, okay, any brother relationships you see in the Bible. Okay, you don't get very far and you see Cain and Abel. Ooh, wow. Boy, that was an adversarial relationship. Cain killed Abel. Huh. 
Wow, that was big. Okay, um, how about another brother? Uh, Jacob and Esau. Oh, wow, that was adversarial. Esau almost killed Jacob, and Jacob stole and robbed from Esau, and boy, definitely adversity in that relationship. Uh, okay, any other brothers in the Bible? Um, Joseph and uh, all of his brothers. <laughs> they almost killed him. They sold him into slavery. Wow. A brother, when you look at that, when you look at most of the stories in the Bible of brothers, they're born bringing adversity. Does it have to be that way? No, but listen carefully. There is going to be some of that. There is going to be adversity in families between brothers and between sisters. I believe the brother-sister relationship is the relationship that is used to prepare us for life brother, brother, sister, sister, to prepare us how to work with people of the same um, sex, being able to, for men to be able to work together, for ladies to be able to work together. Ladies, you have so many times the bitty, the the back talking, the gossiping and all that. And uh, many times that's the way it was in their home. For the brothers, you have fight, adversity, jealousy, competition. Uh, many times that's the way you have with men. But if it's done right, then you're there to help them in their time of adversity. And that's the way I want it to be. I've got a brother who won't tell the story, but in the last year has gone through some really, really tough times. And uh, praise God, I got to be a friend <laughs> and a true brother to him. And he has told me some very kind things that without me and my family in his life, where he thinks he would be, and, and it's not it's not good. And we've been able to be a friend and help him. So in his case, in that situation, his brother was born for in order to help him with an adversity. And I believe that's the way we're supposed to be. I believe families are supposed to be like that. The Bible says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I understand if you have one child that walked in truth and you hear it, that's good. But how much more is it this way? I have no greater joy than to see my children getting along. And I'm not changing the Bible. I'm not changing that first. But how true is that? When you see your kids playing well together and laughing together, whether they're little or big, what joy is that? What blessing is that? Uh, this afternoon, two of our married kids are, uh, and their families are coming over for lunch. And we're going to have fun. We get along. We laugh. We tease. We joke. It's always good. You never worry about it because it's always good. And it's going to be good. And you like that. Where many other times in families, you walk on eggshells. Um, and so I believe you can be. I wanted to build all that up. Let me give you a few things how to help that when your kids are little, when they're growing up. Uh, number one, don't allow them to fight. Well, they just can't help it. Don't allow them to fight. Okay? Don't allow them. Uh, well, that's just them. They're just No, they're not. You're not going to. We're not going to allow you to. Every time you guys are fighting, we're going to spank you. We're going to discipline you. We're going to correct you. You are not allowed to fight. Uh, we lived in a small house, 1,500 square feet, with 11 children for a long time. And uh, anything went on, we knew it. Okay? Uh, you can't get by with very much in a small house like that without that many people. We don't allow it. What's going on? Come here. Fix it. Boom, fix it. Problems are made to be fixed. Relational problems are made to be fixed. And if we work on that with our siblings, we'll be prepared for life. You'll be prepared for work. People skills, being able to work with people when situations come, when hard times come, is so big. Being able to work with the opposite sex is a big deal. I've said before, I think the, the closest relationship to husband and wife, now follow me before you jump to conclusions, the best closest relationship compared to husband and wife is brother and sister. How come? 
it is living together with two separate people who have to love and care and share. The only thing different is for the married couple, there's the blessing of the physical intimate relationship, but the sisters don't have that. And so they have to learn to get along together in the same house with the same food and the same living spaces and all the complications that can come along with that. And so when brothers and sisters work to have that, to help each other, love each other, care about each other, get along with each other, they're the best prepared for marriage because they're learning how to get along with some of the opposite sex. Uh, brothers don't understand their sisters. Sisters don't understand their brothers. How come? God made men and women different. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Okay. And you need to learn that when you're young so you can be prepared for that when you're married. It really is. Number one, do not allow them to fight. Sorry, stop. We don't do that here. But we don't do that here. And did you have to fight them not fighting? Sure. Absolutely. There's complications. You've got 11 children. How many potential conflicts are available? But number one, you just said it. We don't fight in this house. Our children do not fight. It's a rule. And they know we can't fight because we're going to get in trouble. Fight the fighting, okay? You fight the good fight to not allow your kids to fight. Don't just give in. Well, that's just the way they do. They fight each other. No. If you guys are fighting, then, then you're going to be disciplined. Well, when we have a conflict, what do you do? You try to work it out together. When it's not, mom, dad, we got a, we got a conflict we need to work through. And so now I'm their counselor. All right, tell me your side. Tell me your side. Okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? I ask enough questions until I get an understanding, and then I make my decision. Okay, this is right. This is wrong. And usually both of them are wrong because only by pride comes contention. It's usually both of them. Okay, big deal. Don't allow them to fight. One of my major child-rearing principles is is this child rearing God's the best father. How does he rear his children? We need to rear ours that way. That's number one. Number two is we're not rearing children. They already are children. We're rearing adults. So take where they are, this fight, they're three and five, they're eight and nine, they're 10 and 12. Take the fight that they're having now and extrapolate that out to when, to when they're married. Now what? I remember when my son hit his sister and we got in big trouble. I explained to him, son, if we don't fix this in your life, then you're going to be in prison. What? Yeah, you hit your sister. Okay, that's not a big deal, right? No. Let's go 20 years down the road. That's domestic abuse. You go to jail and prison because you hit your wife. Same thing, son. You got to learn. That's not how we handle problems. When there's a problem, we talk through, we fix it. If that doesn't work, we go to the authority and get help. Okay, big deal big deal. And how many men did not learn that? How many women did not learn that? They grew up hitting their brothers. So now they hit their husband. Amen. It happens. If brothers and sisters grow up loving, caring, and not fighting, you will not have that domestic when they go into marriage. How come they learned how to handle problems while they were siblings? Gigantic. Put an exclamation mark on it. You need to make that one of your major priorities with your children to make sure they understand how to handle conflict. Number one, don't allow them to fight. Number two, work together work together. Okay. My girls worked for a lady in church as a business together when they were eight and 10, probably you work together. All the jobs in the house, you work together. You're washing, you're drying. You work together. Okay. My boys, Jonathan and Mark, they worked together construction for 10 years, 10 years. And they're, they're close. You work together, working together helps to build strong relationships together. Yes. People, who are you closest with? And my guys from work. How come? We work together, <laughs> okay? Work together, number two. Number three, serve the Lord together. Let's go sewing together. When I was a youth pastor, 
in Lancaster, California, right out of Bible college, uh, uh, we had Wednesday soul winning with the teenagers. So they'd come over after school and we'd pair them up and teach them. And I'd go, we'd go soul with them. Invariably, every week, every week, never with the boys, always with the girls. Some girl come up and say, don't put me with so-and-so. We're, we're fighting. She's this and she's this. trying to tell me the whole thing. Okay, thank you. So then I pair them up two by two. And guess who I pair up? Every time, every time I pair up the two that are fighting and I give me each a little talk. So look, I don't know what your problems are. We can work on those later, but right now we're going out witnessing. We're going to tell people about Jesus. And if you guys don't get this together and do it right, you're going to stand before God one day and give an account why you didn't help these people, why we're going out. You need to understand this problem, their eternity we're going to go talk to them about is way bigger than your problems that you have. If you guys have problems later, I'll be glad to talk to you and we'll work through it. But right now you guys are a team. You're working together to win souls. And that's what you do. I did that every week. And every week, guess how they came back? They're best friends. They're fine. They're good. <laughs> Serve the Lord together. Okay? Serve the Lord together. My kids went sewing together. Worked on bus rounds together. Did ministry together. Did nursing home together. Uh, our kids served the Lord together. Gigantic. Number four. Number four. Get both of their hearts close to God. Get both of their hearts close to God. If the two brothers are close to God, they'll be close to each other. If the brother and sister are close to God, they'll be close to each other. If the sister and sister are close to God, they'll be close to each other. Okay? Get them close to God. That will fix that. Number five, last. Realize our family is a team and we look out for each other. Our family is a team. You're on our team. You're on the Baker team. It's your team. And we look out for each other. We protect each other. We care about each other. We love each other. We pray for each other. We help each other. Uh, some of the siblings have gone through tough times. Guess who's there for them? Their siblings. Siblings. And you want it to be that way. Okay? I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I think, too, underneath that, uh, no greater joy than to see my children getting along, playing, working, serving together. What a great thing that is. And if you don't think it's a big deal now, you wait till you die and they fight over your stuff and never talk again. Because that's where it's heading. Okay? That's where it's heading. And uh, what a horrible thing. You don't want that. Um, you help them while they're young to work together, get along together, so they can have that close relationship the rest of their life. Okay? God bless you. I hope it's a help. If you ever have a question, feel free. You can email me, askpastorbaker at gmail.com, askpastorbaker at gmail.com, and do my best to be able to respond to those. Okay? God bless you. Take care, and uh, thanks for listening.